get away from the hustle and bustle of stuff. Because even when you're at home, you still have your phone right there, the TV right there, or things to do around the house. Sometimes you just need to clear your mind and just hit refresh. I've been a radio personality for over a decade. A job that's repeatedly pushed me out of my comfort zone. Because of that, I've grown in ways I never thought possible. But here's the thing, I'm not superhuman. I'm just an ordinary guy who dared to try some new things and enjoys exploring the unknown. Now, life is short, and I realize there's still plenty of work to be done. As they say, if you're not growing, you're dying. So together, let's grow that comfort zone. I'll show you it is possible. You're going to hear me get uncomfortable, and I challenge you to do the same. Welcome back to Comfort Zone Chronicles, the podcast where actions truly speak louder than words. I'm Steve, joined by Dave Crookshank, the Kramer to my Seinfeld. <laughs> or that should probably be the other way around. It's a new one every week. Yeah, the, the Seinfeld to your Kramer. I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know. I'm the one doing all the crazy stuff, coming in here, mooching off your equipment. So I think I'm more like the Newman. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but I wasn't sure if you'd get offended if I said that. So, okay. Hello, Newman. Oh, uh, so we're going to talk about new experiences today. But before we get into that, preparing for this episode, I I kind of realized that I had a new experience that very much involved you. When we were doing the nude modeling episode, mm. you take care of all the graphics for the website and that. I had to send a nude picture of myself to you. <laughs> yes. That was the first time in my life I've ever sent a nude. Well, that's definitely the first time in my life I've received one. <laughs> so probably not a story I'll be telling at cocktail parties. So I sent this nude and you'll never guess who I sent it. <laughs> story it was, won't come up much. It was a professional dick pic. <laughs> So that was a new experience in this whole journey that is Comfort Zone Chronicles. The worst thing is I was working from home at the time. So I'm <laughs> editing this picture in my home office, which is kind of my living room. I hope your wife was around. Well, fortunately, she knows you as well. <laughs> that's so true. That's maybe a fortunate or an unfortunate thing. I'm not 100% sure, but. I haven't seen her in a while, so it yeah. could be awkward <laughs> next time we cross paths. Anyway, so so new experiences I think that part of getting out of the comfort zone is really uh, seeking out new experiences and trying new things. So kayaking is going to be on the table. But before we get into that, how think about this, Dave. How many times has this happened to people where you see an activity or a sport, maybe even a job, and you say, man, uh, that is cool. I want to do that or I need to do that. Every day. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... You know, you never really, really put any thought into it. It gets put on the back burner and, you know, nothing, nothing happens. Most of the activities I want to do involve way too much money. So I, so they're not viable anyway. Yeah, that's part of it too. Kayaking is one of those things that I've been talking about for years, mm -hmm. years. I even did a little research on the internet. I just never really put any serious thought into it. Perhaps when we see things like this that we want to do, we could rationalize uh, ways or why we can't do it. Uh, a good example would be, I just did the marathon, the half marathon. Right. That's something I'd thought of previously, but I guess I kind of rationalized, well, you know, I'm not that experienced of a runner. I probably 
can't do that. I found ways to get out of it. Even getting out of 10K races, you know, I'm not that experienced. That's not for me. One of the big ones, uh, film school. Even before broadcasting was on the table for me, like Vancouver Film School was, that's the place I wanted to be. And as I got closer to graduating high school and seriously thinking about it, I kind of rationalized, yeah, there's, who am I? Who am I to go all the way out to Vancouver and, you know, experience film schools? Film school in Calgary for a year. Did you? Yeah. Uh, See, that could have been an option, but it's, you know, I wanted to do it, but. It was part of my radio training, but the first year, the the program that I went through the first year was kind of a taste of everything. Uh, Film, television, radio, and news gathering. And then the second year you kind of majored into, so I went from film to radio. This is actually how I got into broadcasting. I was flipping through the Lethbridge College Program Guide, and under the broadcasting program, I saw that you got to use a camera as part of news gathering. And I figured, well, that's close enough to film school. (laughs) And that's the reason I got into broadcasting. So I wanted to be on TV. Eventually led to radio and to where we're sitting right now doing this crazy podcast. So for me, it's flying. I would love to learn how to fly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's a money thing. Like if it didn't cost anything or sorry, if it didn't cost an exorbitant amount of money, Mm -hmm. I would do it, but it costs a lot. So, I mean, that'd be a great new experience. So when it comes to kayaking, we have a river that runs right through our city, the South Saskatchewan river. I've lived in this city for 13 years, almost 13 years now. Do you know how many times I've been on the river here? Zero. Yeah, no, I've never been on this one. I've been on several. Even growing up in Lethbridge, just a couple hours down the road, Old Man River runs through that city. How many times have I been on that river? Zero. Mm -hmm. But it's always something that I've wanted to do. I did, oh, probably about 12, 13 years ago, right before I moved to Medicine Hat, there, I got involved in some sort of a, an adventure race makeshift triathlon where I did canoeing mm-hmm. uh, d- down a river. I think it was 15K. And uh, my memory is a little fuzzy, but I remember that just being a great and fun experience. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm eager to try the kayaking. Not a lot of white water on the South Saskatchewan <laughs> River, but uh, that's think, part of the excitement of canoeing or of, of kayaking, maybe. Uh, perhaps baby steps. We'll, we'll start with the calm waters of the South Saskatchewan and work up to the rapids. Before moving on to the, I don't know where you would find white water in, around here. Probably uh, not. Probably you have, to, have to, go to BC or something. Yeah. But, but that brings up a good point. Like the kind of water. I'll be on very calm. It doesn't really make me uncomfortable. I mean, sometimes I'm uncomfortable on the water because I'm not that strong of a swimmer. I mean, I failed back in the day when swimming lessons were done with colors. I got up to red and mm-hmm. failed that twice. So <laughs> I'm sure I could swim to save my life, but you know, there you've is a certain, you've, uh, you've got a life jacket or a PFD on. So yeah, you don't yeah, necessarily yeah. have to know how to swim. Exactly. <laughs> you just have to know how to keep your head up, find the surface. <laughs> now, when I thought about it, like being on a fishing vessel, like heading out to the ocean to catch fish or something, that's something that more that freaks me out, yep. uh, than kayaking on a river. I'm not sure. Maybe I've just seen too many movies or, uh, news stories about, Fishermen getting out there and never coming back. Yeah. So I've been on the ocean quite a bit, but never during a storm, never during yeah. a dangerous, you know, because it's always oh. been pleasure 
you know, yeah. single, you know, small vessel pleasure cruises or whatever, never during inclement weather. So, yeah, that's what it is. I've seen too many movies uh, of the fishing boat in a storm riding yeah. some wild wild waves like like that makes me uncomfortable and doing it for work right so yeah. you don't get off the water until you've made a certain amount of money otherwise you've wasted that trip right? yeah so it's yeah. yeah so that would make me uncomfortable a little bit of uncomfortableness on a kayak on the south saskatchewan river this will be a new experience and who knows maybe i'll end up just absolutely hating it and want to ditch the kayak you know 10 minutes into the journey i've but, kayaked i've kayaked not a lot, but uh, as a younger gentleman, maybe a little smaller at that time too, um, I've kayaked. And it's just, I think for that, it's just a matter of keeping balance. Cause, <laughs> okay. Because it can be a... Is there a good chance I might roll over? Because I'm thinking about taking like my phone and perhaps some sensitive electronic equipment on the kayak. Well, there's always a chance of, of getting wet, so... Put it in baggies. That's what I was thinking. Sandwich yeah, bags. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, you're on the water. You're going to get wet. And the stuff that you're carrying, assume that it's going to get soaked. All right. So again, this is all about uh, new experiences and doing things that I've been procrastinating on. I think what I really want to get out of this experience is perhaps seeing things from a new perspective. That That's probably going to be a big part of the, of the journey. Now, I think back to when I was a child, uh, when we take our usual summer trip to Saskatchewan. There's a bridge not to maybe an hour north of the city here that also crosses the South Saskatchewan River. I can remember crossing this bridge as a child and just being on that bridge and being being able to look down into the river, total new perspective. Like memories like that are burned in my mind. I'm trying to think what kind of an unexpected experience I mean, might you be expecting? I mean, it's unexpected, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, what kind of things could you get out of it that are different? I don't know. Well, we will find out. Yeah, so, I guess we will, yeah. Like I said, it's more about uh, just getting that new experience in there. And I, I came across an interesting article when I was doing some research this week. It was just published on uh, GQ.com. And it's a neuroscientist, Dr. David Eagleham, who's focused uh, much of his research on time perception and discovered some fascinating things about uh, new experiences. Basically, they can make time pass by more slowly, in effect, making uh, your life feel longer. And the example he gives here is, uh, think about when you were a kid in the summertime. Didn't that seem to last forever in a lot of cases? As an adult now, for me, summers just kind of seem to, to fly by. But the explanation he gives here is uh, the only time you really write down memories is when something is novel or new. So for a child at the end of summer, so many memories that they've made to draw on because it's, it's all new. So summer seems to have taken forever in retrospect. But once we get to be an adult, you know, you might have a week of vacation in there and it's, you know, the rules of the world. So it just kind of flies by because you don't have all that that footage those new experiences to draw on so you can't really remember in terms of distinguishable memories and the summer was just pretty much uh, routine it's interesting because uh, when you think about time passage i i recall you know 2020 the year 2020 seemed to last forever for me yeah uh, it's just like you know things that we did like you know i look back in july august and the things that we did in february 
before the world fell apart mm -hmm. seemed like a year ago. Like, you know, that was only February that we did that. Yep. I remember because my, my wife had a birthday party uh, on on um, leap year of last February 29th. Year. I remember it. Yeah, that's right. And and it it was like days before everything shut down. Yeah, like two weeks before. Yeah, everything and went. she had 30, you know, there were 30 people at a pub and we, you know, celebrated her her 40th birthday and then and then the world fell apart and it yep. just seemed like you know six months later it seemed like that was a year or two yeah. ago and 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 yet and yet the, the phrase time flies when you're having fun seems to you know always be ring true for me so when you're doing something and your mind is occupied and you're really enjoying what you're doing mm -hmm. it seems to be done in no time yeah yeah that is a true statement and for me, it always seemed like the summers went by like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe people's perceptions. Time doesn't change. It's people's perceptions. Yeah, exactly. The passage of time. Hmm. But it's interesting bringing up 2020 and everything that's gone gone on. Uh, I certainly feel like <laughs> pretty much what you felt like. That was so long ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, uh, the guy I do my morning radio show with, I mean, he's kind of double my age. So uh, he just always talks about how quickly time is flying by for him. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of, this GQ article that I just talked about, I, I do see that there's some truth in there because once the pandemic hit, I mean, that's kind of a new experience in itself, right? Like so much new information going yeah. on. But then I took it upon myself because there was nothing really going on, I was going to try some new experiences. Like I did a lot of walks and, and found different routes. So I have done a lot more exploring and a lot new, new a lot of new things in the last year. So the the last year and a bit, just like when the pandemic started in March, 2020, that just seems like so, mm -hmm. so long ago mm -hmm. for me at least. Yeah, yeah for sure. hundred percent. So I, I do think there's some truth that if you get in those new, new experiences, like it's, it's going to seem like, uh, a lot longer than it really is. Again, and, the time perception and thing. The, and depending on how many new experiences you're getting into as well. Yeah. If you're doing something new every day, then looking back on that first one is going to seem like forever yeah. ago, so. right? Because there's so much compressed experience in that time. That's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. So it'll be interesting to see how a new experience and, and a new perspective by being on the river might play into that. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I'm hoping to uh, to get out of it. I have a lot of questions at this point. <laughs> getting into a new situation kind of makes you vulnerable. We kind of touched on the getting wet part. Yep. Is my phone going to break? Uh, you know, it, rolling over. I mean, that I'd be more be worried about getting wet and drowning. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> always that possibility. <laughs> I mean, if your phone gets wet, but you live, okay, well, whatever. That's okay. That's True. only money. <laughs> if I die, but the phone is okay. <laughs> but it's pretty flat. I'm, I am a hundred percent confident. You will not drown on the river. <laughs> I don't think it's really that deep no, either. It's probably not. I mean, it might be deeper than, than standing depth. Um, but, but it's, pretty benign as far as yeah. white water it's pretty flat and you can go you can go forever i mean yeah. you can just you can go to regina oh yeah I, I think and don't quote me on this one yet but it's going to be like at least a 10 10k journey mm. uh the gentleman i've been coordinating this with he said be prepared for two to three hours okay on yeah. the river yeah. which wow that's a lot more than i I've, thought it was going to be yeah i i've spent time on a river wasn't the South Saskatchewan? I think it was the Red Deer River, mm -hmm. um, and it was a pretty lazy 
you know, canoe down the river with multiple people. And the biggest piece of advice that I can give you is don't wear, don't forget to wear your sunscreen. <laughs> that was exactly, I have a big hat that I, it's a goofy looking hat. I just found it in the closet, but I thought that's a good hat. That's coming with me on the kayak. So yeah, sunscreen, uh, sun protection is going to be a big one. Here. I was a crispy critter. After yeah, that I kind of figured. And especially uh, tomorrow is going to be one of the hottest days of the year so far. Heat wave. Uh, uh, yeah, we're in the midst of a heat wave and I'll be hitting the river tomorrow. I'm standing by the banks of the South Saskatchewan River, getting ready to jump in a kayak, joined right now by Chris Humphreys. Thank you so much for doing this with me, first of all. No problem, my pleasure. So I've run into you a number of times over the years. I mean, you'd pop into the gym I was going to, but most times when I, I hear your name or I see you, it's in kind of like an outdoor capacity. So would you consider yourself like an outdoor enthusiast? I, th I think so. I mean, I, I grew up on a farm, so I've spent my whole life outside and I, I work outside every day. So I, I enjoy being outside. Okay. So you have this kayak rental business that you just started up. We'll get into that in a second. When it comes to kayaking, like when did you first pick up the paddle? Oh, I did a lot of canoeing when I was younger with, with the Boy Scouts and just on with the family. We did some canoeing throughout the rivers and, and lakes up in Northern Alberta and just kind of continued it from there. So what made you fall in love with being in a canoe, a paddle, and just hitting rivers in that? Uh, the joy of being on a river, which you'll find out today, it's just it's peaceful, it's relaxing. There's no cell phones, there's no traffic, there's no people, it's just you and mother nature. Okay, good point. So I'm not bringing my cell phone with me. Because <laughs> it could get wet, that was one of my problems. So let's talk about this uh, this new business, uh, Outdoor Escape Rentals. Like it's at the time of this recording, you've only been around for what, two months? Not even, I think like four or five weeks now. <laughs> oh, is that, okay, it's, so. It's, I mean, we've, we've talked about this for about a year, myself and my girlfriend, Teresa. Uh, about a year we've been planning this type mm -hmm. thing. So this year it just kind of came to fruition type thing. Well, I was telling you on the drive over here that, you know, being out or getting out on the river is something I've wanted to do for like 13 years, probably even more than that, but never really pursued it. So when I saw this article about your business in the paper, I'm like, okay, I know Chris, let's get out there. Uh, let's finally do this thing. So you're like booked up every weekend so far, right? Weekend, and we're open seven days a week. So we're, I mean, oh. we people booking during the week and weekends type things, so. A lot of new people? Almost, almost all new people. A lot of people have never been on the river and a lot of families. What are you hearing from people as, as they try this for the first time? I think that's our, our favorite part is when we pick people up or pick up the kayaks when they're done their, their, their float down the river. Just, they've, the beauty of, of Medicine Hat that you see from a, a different level type thing, right? Okay. Usually we see it from ground level, but we're seeing it from below that level now. So there is a, quite a different perspective when you get on the river? I think so. You'll see, you won't see the industry, the business type of sides of things. You see the beauty of, this, of mother nature, I guess. Fair enough. Um, is wildlife a big part of this too? Do you oh, see a lot? You see a lot, especially in the morning. You see a lot of deer coming down for the morning drinks and antelope. Um, we've seen some herons, some blue herons this year and some beavers. And somebody said they saw some otters last week. Well, that's, yeah, stuff you don't see just driving around the city. No. Uh, you kind of touched on it off the top when you talked about it being peaceful out there. Is there kind of a mental health aspect to, oh, to getting out there? Absolutely. That's why Teresa and I started doing it in the first place, was just 
to get away from the hustle and bustle of stuff. Because even when you're at home, you still have your phone right there, the TV right there, or things to do around the house. Sometimes you just need to escape it all. That's where outdoor escape came from. Okay. To just clear your mind and just hit refresh. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now this is going to be a relatively new experience for me. I did do a quick canoe years ago, but I'd say this is a new experience. So a lot of questions. Number one, I mean, what's the chances I'm gonna flip this thing? Uh, today, nil and slim. The river's moving pretty slow today and there's no waves, no wind. You, okay. It's like a 1% chance you might flip it. Okay, so I'd have to really pull a bonehead move yeah, to flip this Yeah, you'd have to stand thing. up in your kayak, I think, to flip it. So. Okay, good enough. Uh, how physically demanding is it with the paddles? Not that much because we're going downstream. So we're, not, we're going with the current, not okay. against the current. So you, you don't even really have to paddle for the most part. The river oh, really? will just take you there. Oh, well, bonus. Okay, because <laughs> I was thinking this is going to be a fight, but okay, that's great. Uh, it's not that deep out there in the South Saskatchewan, is it? Not right now. The river's starting to rise a little bit just because we're getting some of the snow melt from the mountains or whatever, but to find it over six, seven feet anywhere is going to be pretty tough. You know? okay. <laughs> good, good. And we got life jackets, so yep. that's great. These units, these kayaks that we have in front of us here, I mean, you're renting them out for like 25 bucks. Yep. Yeah. So, but they're retail like a thousand? But like a thousand bucks for most of them, yeah. Holy smokes. So this is a great deal for 25 bucks to try oh, yeah. out. I mean, it's, I mean, it's getting people accustomed to it, getting people outside, and maybe they'll end up buying a kayak yeah. or something like that, right? So. We just did it because we loved it so much and then we just kind of grew our inventory and it's like, oh, well, we can't physically ride four kayaks at <laughs> yeah. one time. So now we're up to almost eight kayaks. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, the biggest question of the day, uh, what happens when you have to urinate on a canoe? Usually you just pull over to the bank. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I pull over to the bank and pee on the side because it's, it's the easiest way, right? So I wasn't sure if you could just uh, maneuver yourself or squat You could squat try, over. but I was... I mean, are you stand up when the water's shallow, when it's only up to your knees or whatever, stand there. Good to know. I just ran a half marathon not that long ago and <laughs> I had to stop several times. Oh, on the side it happens of the to me all the time. Yeah. It's usually that first initial pee when you get the jitters out of your system, and then about halfway through, you got to pee again. Okay. So. Now, I have to, as we wrap this up, uh, be honest, I've kind of had this nervous, excited feeling all day. I, I didn't think that I'd get, feel uncomfortable doing this, but. Do you find that with a lot of people? A lot of people, they have, when they first get here and they've never done this before or been on the river before, yeah. they have a hundred questions when they get here from how deep is the water, if the life jacket's going to save them, I mean, what they do if they tip their canoe, you know, or a kayak type thing. Yeah. I mean, they just, they don't know, they don't know where seeing Strathcona Park from the water or Finley Bridge from the water, I mean, it's, it's a different thing, so they don't necessarily recognize where they are right oh, away. Yeah. So. But yeah, I've just had that nervous, excited feeling. But now that we're here, like we're just minutes away from popping into the river, I'm actually feeling kind of calm. I, th I think it'd be good. I think it's going to be, I'll be coming with you. So it's not like you're doing this completely solo. That, so That was my wife's big concern. <laughs> is somebody going with you? So I'm like, I'm not sure. And then, yeah, we confirmed it the other day. So yeah, my wife is going to be happy. Okay, anything else uh, I should know before we, we hop into the river? I don't think so. I think it's uh, one of those things you just, Learn by doing. All right. Does that makes sense? That makes complete sense. I've been doing that for a while now. Yeah, we all wing it in life, right? Baptism so. by fire, I think, is one of those expressions. So, all right, Chris, uh, again, thank you so much for talking to me and, and guiding me through this whole thing. Oh, looking forward to the experience. Let's do it. 
So, this being a new experience, I really didn't trust myself to take anything expensive on the kayak. You know, phone, recording equipment. Looking back, it would have been perfectly fine. I mean, it was a pretty gentle current that day. All that aside, since I really have no evidence of the trip, may I present to you a dramatic retelling of my float down the river. Hey, this kayak is a bit heavier than I thought. Here we go. I hope I don't fall over trying to get inside. Yay, I did it. Wow. It is quite peaceful out here. See that bridge up ahead? I've driven on it like a hundred times, but never realized how massive those pillars are. Hmm. I can see into a lot of people's backyards right now. People who have riverfront properties really put a lot of work into their grass and have trampolines. So many trampolines. Chris, I assure you, Ghostbusters is not just a Halloween song. It can be played any time of year. Good music is good music. My goodness, it's hot today. 30 degrees Celsius? Good thing I wore these extra short shorts. Is something burning? Oh, that's just my upper legs that have never been exposed to direct sunlight. In all seriousness, I can't believe two and a half hours just flew by. It really was a fun and relaxing way to spend the morning, especially while trying something new. Welcome back to HQ with Dave Cruikshank and a very air-conditioned HQ, I might add. Isn't it lovely? Oh, it's beautiful in here. We keep it at a cool even minus three degrees in here. It's like a meat locker. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you remember, but before we... Before I took off on my kayaking mm -hmm. adventure, you had one piece of advice for me. Sunscreen. Yes. Wear sunscreen. Did you do it? Well, I did a half-ass <laughs> job of putting it on. I don't know. I felt almost a little bit rushed because Chris was getting ready to put the kayaks into the river and uh, I had to run back to the car to drop my stuff off. So I had the kids' sunscreen, which was the only one I could find. So I just did a very poor job on my arms and didn't do anything on my legs. And I was wearing my, my swim trunks, which are a little shorter than I usually wear my shorts. So everything from my knee up to, I don't know, mid between my, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. I have been there. Yeah. I have been lobster burned so I could pull the skin off my leg like a snake afterwards. <laughs> oh, God. It was, it was disgusting. So that was the only negative part of the entire kayaking journey is I didn't thoroughly take your advice and lather up the sunscreen. Okay. <laughs> but other than that, uh, like I kind of talked about, what a really peaceful and relaxing way to spend a morning. And the big takeaway from this whole thing is I really did see our city from a different perspective. You always get the hustle and bustle looking through streets and that downtown or, or side streets, but actually being on the river and seeing it from that level uh, was a pretty cool experience. And I kind of talked about there how we were going under one of the bridges. Like this was a total shock to me, something that I never would have imagined how massive the pillars. Oh yes. On the bridges are, you yeah. just, you never get that up close and personal. 
So that was really cool. But uh, I think, the, again, the real big takeaway here is getting outside your comfort zone doesn't really have to be anything extravagant like I have been doing with the nude modeling or running a half marathon. Not, not your typical terrifying experience, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. you. If you just want to get outside your comfort zone, there's baby steps you can take. And this is a perfect example of that. I really did get outside my comfort zone, but it was nice, easy, and... I did. I think I learned a few things, you know, about myself and my city, really. So it doesn't have to be, again, getting a tattoo when you swore you'd never get a tattoo. It, even if it's just like grabbing a book from the library. The comfort zone really is, uh, I mean, we, we use, we, we hear this analogy all the time, but it really is an onion skin. I mean, you don't have to get right to the, mm -hmm. the heart of it. Do something every day that scares you. Well, you don't necessarily have to. You just have to do something every day that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. And as, as you build that experience base, you're peeling off that, the, 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 the onion layers yep. of that comfort zone and eventually you know becoming much more um willing and able to do things that you might not have done before hey well said brother yeah well said i've been you know since i started this podcast checking out you know going on google and you know 50 ways to get out of your comfort zone and a lot of times it's something simple like walk a different way to or first of all walk to work instead of driving or if you are walking take a different route you know, grab a book from a library. Library card is like five bucks. You know, that's an easy way to get out of the comfort zone. So uh, what you said there, the onion onion analogy uh, is a beautiful way to sum it up. So this was a nice, easy, and relaxing episode of, of Comfort Zone Chronicles. So. Fantastic. Well, it's something that I actually want to do. I have done kayaking before, and and, and you've inspired me to, to look into it a little bit more. I have a friend who has a couple of kayaks, and, and I, I, I do want to do that. I want to do that now. My wife has already jumped on board. We're already searching for dates that match up where we can both go float the river together. So, so now the next step is you, of course, buying your own. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll rent and do some whitewater rapids first. Well, <laughs> you don't have to do whitewater to go kayaking. Um, a friend of mine, he'll at the very least go to Echo Dale. Oh, yeah. Just a little pond and just put his kayak in there and i mean it, you, you know you're never out of eye shot of the shore and it's basically just a duck pond but well there's so many things you can do with the kayaking uh when i was on the river with chris he was telling me about somebody i i believe he ran into on the river but they had started in lethbridge which is mm. you know two hours down the road so they did like a three-day kayak journey which is something that really uh, piqued my interest. I think that would be something cool, you know, float for eight hours, pull over, set up a tent. There's a lot of things you could go forward with, with kayaking. From here, you could go, as, yeah. you could go to Saskatoon. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, you could, you can go anywhere. It's just, it's just how much time you have and, and, <clears throat> and what you're, where you're stopping along the way yeah. and, and how much equipment you can take with you to, you know, if you're doing an overnight kayak camping excursion, well, can you just yeah. pull off on the side of the riverbank and set up a tent. Just look for somewhere flat, I guess. Yeah. And hope the wolves aren't out that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of Alberta wolves, so, right? <laughs> so like I said, uh, my eyes have been open to a lot of things on this really simple episode of Comfort Zone Chronicles. So if you do find this, this content valuable and inspiring, hey, feel free to give us a like and share on social media. And let us know what you want Steve to do next. Now I'm going to throw out that challenge. Oh yeah. If you have an idea of what you want Steve to do, it doesn't matter how extreme, how calm and serene or how out there. Yeah. I mean, apart from 
flying to the moon. It has to be available. Yep. Uh, accessible uh, ideas at comfortzonechronicles.ca is an email address that will uh, <clears throat> that we can collect ideas from. Perfect. And uh, put you under the hot seat. Yeah, I've been looking for ideas, so big or small, pass them along. I'd love to build some content that will help you with your everyday life. <laughs> the Comfort Zone Chronicles is a plugged-in media production hosted by Steve Prizak, edited and directed by Dave Crookshank. Executive producer is Rob Pape. To reach out, please contact us at comfortzonechronicles.com or on Facebook at Comfort Zone Chronicles. Check out our other great podcasts at pymedianetwork.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. 